Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 243. This just in, building a city for urban planners with city skylines. Thank you, Julius. You just gave away the whole intro of the show. Now we now that people know what the game is before the dice roll. I have to say they usually <laughs> do because I think they see the title. Oh, okay. I guess so. That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah, I wouldn't be too title. worried about that fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I think for some people that might be the highlight of the show. So now that's all downhill, <laughs> even before the dice roll. <laughs> so city skylines. I'm excited about this. I didn't really know anything about this game. I'd never heard of it. I think I may have heard the title, but just ignored it. Um, so I finally went to look it up because we're because you're going to talk about it, and well, I learned I'm that I'm going to talk about it. Yes, eh, Albert, uh, I couldn't find rules online. No, I, I'm going to listen about it. The uh, but it's designed by Rustin Hawkinson, which I think Wait, is really exciting. Albert, hold on just a second. Huh? You couldn't find the rules online. I did eventually, but not not like BGG doesn't have them. But yeah, Rustin oh, Hawkinson BGG doesn't have it for some reason. I agree. Yeah. So he is the person that designed the uh, nations and the nations of dice game and a few other games. You know, that's an interesting connection to make. I hadn't even thought of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought that I love nations, both versions. So I'm excited to learn more about this one. Indeed. There's a second connection with this game. It's connected to a video game, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you can really say that it's connected to a video game other than the fact that like it's an ip that they theoretically used have you played Mm-mm. the city skyline video game nope knew nothing about that either and i still I don't mean, actually they could have called it sim city or anything else i don't know mm, i've never okay. played city skyline so yes there is a video game city skyline but it doesn't it doesn't matter to me at all. This is just a city builder. The basic idea of this one is that you are building a city and the whole goal of the game is to build a reputable and good city. According to whatever the scenario is over the course of time that you're doing it, you have to complete whatever your milestone is and not have your city fall into issues of of everyone leaving or, Nobody able to move anywhere. Crime overrunning your city, and none of the none of the bad stuff happens too much. And if you manage that, then you win. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. When I first saw the the picture of the game and kind of looking at the components, I said, "Hey, is this like SimCity's the board game? Sure, seems like yes. it." And yeah. And now I realize, oh yeah, it's just another video game of that style, I guess. It most definitely is SimCity's the board game. Oh. <laughs> But so SimCities let you do uh, calamities. This doesn't do that, I assume. I mean, if your child comes up and knocks your ward over <laughs> while you're playing, that's a pretty good calamity. That is a big one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We're a cat. I've got cats. They're more likely to do it these days. All right. So so then tell us about the game more. Let's talk about the... Uh, we've, we've summarized it pretty well, I think. You want to jump into the rule book or... I think so. Let's start talking about... Let's start talking about the components, actually, because I like okay. talking about the components more than mm-hmm. the rules. The components for this one has a whole lot of tiles. So you've got six game board pieces, which are these grids, and each of them have some roads that go through it and a grid of spaces to put various different tiles on it. 
And then you've got, it's like 50, 60 different tiles of all of the different buildings that you'll be able to do. Excuse me, 75. So you have different cards for all the different buildings. And you'll have, whenever a card comes out that associates with a building, and that's your way of randomizing which buildings are available, you'll then have to go and pull out from just the, the mess of unique tiles for all the different things associate with the cards so that it's, hopefully it's easy enough to make the decision for which one you want to do. And theoretically you'll at that point in time, be able to go buy the right card and use that to put it on your city. So you'll take the tile and put that on your city. What I've, and I realize I've done a fair bit of, gameplay mechanic in that I haven't really described the entire loop, but what I I really want to convey is this is a mess of a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of unique city of unique tiles, all of them with unique art. It manages unlike with suburbia. So there is a color theme for everything. There's green, blue, yellow, and gray, and then the darker blue, if you have unique buildings in there. So there is the theme based on the borders, but on the other hand, the, buildings themselves still don't they don't look just like a green hued grayscale color building they look more like actual buildings the green ones the residential Mm. zones are greens because they're fields and flowers the commercial zones are typically blue and have industrial building have have skyscrapers things like that industrial zones look like factories the service buildings look like fire police buildings things like that so Although there's a mess of color amongst things, it doesn't, I suppose that there is more colors than just the green is what I'm saying, as opposed Mm -hmm. to something like suburbia. And they're all unique and there's a big old pile of all of them. There is also some money tokens. So you'll have piles of money tokens and an administration board with various administration tokens. And the administration board is going to be how you manage the value of the city, like whether or not there's enough power or water being supplied, if crime's too high, if traffic is too high, things like that. And then there is a skyline to display your overall happiness because over the course of the game, you're going to be trying to get happiness. And unlike having like a regular flat down board, you actually have a cardboard tile that is placed on two feet so that it stands up. And then you'll have two cardboard discs essentially that slot into it to show how big your happiness is. So it's the same thing as a flat track. Just, <laughs> just it looks cooler to make it stand up, which I guess it does. Okay. Is it, it's also a lot more work. I imagine though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, but yeah, I mean, it's not more work than if they had, a flat track that had the ones and tens divided, which is what they do for this one. It would be the same thing. It is more work than if you had a big board that's numbered one to 50, like you commonly see, um, Mm -hmm. because then jumping 10 requires maybe just one. So it's more work, but it's, it's pretty and it's different. Yeah. I suppose the points for different. It does look cool. It really does look nice. Indeed. 
Uh, and then there's the cards that I mentioned. I think that basically covers all of the components that are in the game. Um, in terms of whether or not the components are nice, I think that having all the components are nice. They're voluminous. <laughs> there's there's a lot of them. Um, and especially for the service buildings and the ones that you have to have them match up, you have to go and find the right ones, things like that. So it, it takes time to be able to find them. And it takes a lot of board sp- table space if you want to lay them all out easily. Otherwise, you have like a box of them and are sorting through them. So there's there's a lot of tiles. And you want to be able to see, I guess, as much of it as you can to be able to determine what it is that you're doing. So gauge based on that as you will, I suppose. Mm, okay. It sounds messy. <laughs> so no more than an actual city, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I guess that that's true. Probably even less than an actual city. Probably. Okay, so lots of components, mainly cards and tiles, and a few boards. Basically, I mean, I would say really it's the tiles that make the impression because there's a lot of tiles, and you're going to be looking through them constantly. And is it, is it basically one card per tile or not? It is one card per tile, yes. Okay. So you'll look through the different cards. So a card might say specifically the medium-sized police station. So you go find the medium-sized police station, put it on the card. Or it might say build a yellow building. So you would go, if you're building it, you would go and find the correct yellow size building you want. And you may have to decide this yellow building or this one and make, make decisions, I suppose, about whether or not you want to do this or that. And every building is unique. Every, every building is unique. Wow. Okay. With, with unique attributes, not just unique artwork. Okay. And the yellow ones it's, with the there's, there's different types of buildings. The service buildings all have unique attributes, I guess by threes, um, because there's a small park, a big, there's a small of each type of service building, a medium and a large, and they each do something different, but the Mm -hmm. large ones all serve the bigger city. Whereas the small ones only serve like the ones that it touches type thing. So, okay. There's sort of a gradient of how they work. And then with the industrial, the commercial ones, all of the industrial tiles do the same thing, but the car that you're using to build them does something different. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So there might be like, I don't know, like say 10 industrial tiles. They're all exactly the same. No, because they all have different layouts on them. Like what specific polyomino shape they have. Okay. And when you want to build one, you get to decide which one it is that you want to build. And, put it out like you you pick which one you want and how you want to put it and where you want to put it out so you'll want to sort of like shuffle through all of the pieces and figure out which one it is that you want so yeah okay i get it so, so there's a bunch of tiles they're all different and when you're playing a card the card may tell you play a specific tile or it may tell you pick a type of tile and then you choose the one that makes the most sense to you from that set and so Correct. you're digging through the tiles, trying to find the one you think is the most optimal choice each time. For how you if want you to sit choice. it and lay it on your city mm-hmm. to tie into the tiles you already have, yep. the tiles that are available, the different uh, utility tiles that you want to build. Yep. So it is a very puzzly game then. Yep. It is a very Fun. polyomino game. Okay. 
Cool. Okay, so now now I get a good sense of the components and a vague sense of the rules, even in that. Indeed. Or the gameplay, I suppose. I haven't or really told gameplay. you much about the rules. Yeah, tell me about the rules. Well, let me tell you about the rules then, Albert. Um, I guess they're rules. <laughs> <laughs> so the game goes through and explains to you essentially step-by-step step about the actions you take. So when you're going to be playing through... The general idea is you have, let's let's go with a basic scenario. You're going to have your city with three city boards on it. Mm-hmm. And your goal over the course of the game is going to be to expand out to the other two cities. You get to start with one of them face up. And the other two, you'll have to buy the land in order to expand your city. And when you do that, you flip it over. So the the... The game explains through how you do that starting bit and then it plays through how you take your turn, which is play the construction cards, either exchange the construction cards or ending a milestone, which is essentially like ending a round. And it goes through and explains how to do those things and then explains how you end the game when the last milestone of the game is hit you you end the game and see if you've had victory either based on the general victory to see if you've made it uh or if you haven't made it at that point (laughs) in time if the happiness is a negative or you can't pay something and you just see and then it explains the basic gameplay and then it adds on the extra scenarios and the extra scenarios are sort of like adding in the more difficult and more complex rules about policies and roles and news and more layouts and things like that. And really, once you get through the scenarios, essentially you're ready for, and I say, the real game. You're ready to play on the final scenario and just play that way forever with everything unlocked and with all of the rules. I like when the rules start off with the simplest way of playing to let you learn the game. And then at that point in time, say, all right, now you're ready to add on an extra couple rules. And I think it's clear. I think it's a fine way of doing things. And generally, I like to be able to play and learn the games that way. And that's the way I teach other people. And that's the way I teach my kids as well. So I like that the rules are are taught that way. And I think that's a good way of doing things. And in general, mm-hmm. I think that's I think it's a pretty decent rule book. I think probably the best part, especially since this is very easily a solo game where you don't have someone else to give you hints, mm-hmm. there's a half a page that's just given for hints. Gotcha. And it's <laughs> it easily... tells you how to win. Oh, okay. It's easily solo because it's a cooperative game. You're yes. Working together. Yes. And in fact, I'll probably get to this later. I think it's probably best done solo. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So w- one comment you made about the uh, learning the rules gradually um, I, I do generally like that as an idea, but I have found that the, the games that have done that, sometimes they seem to drag it out too much. And that, like, like they teach you the basic game. Okay, that's great. Now I'm ready for more. And they'll teach one more thing. It's like, well, I'm ready for two or three more, not just one. And I, mean, and I feel like it builds up slowly sometimes. Did there's you find nothing that preventing you. I yeah. Mean, well. I will tell you the honest truth. With this one, I didn't do it one by one. I played my first game with the introductory rules. Mm-hmm. Then I played my next game with two of the four new things. And then I played the next thing all the way to the end. Yep. So, okay. So, so the one, the one that I was thinking about when that happened to me last was um, most recently jaws of the lion. And that one, you can't really skip as much. 
because it's a campaign, right? And you're playing through a story. So I couldn't skip a whole chapter. It doesn't quite work as well. But yeah, okay. So that makes sense here. I suppose. But yes, it's very easily skippable. You could even start the game without any of the introduction stuff and just start with all of the new mm-hmm. things. And so I guess this game, the rules are relatively short too, right? Because there isn't a whole lot to the game from what I've seen in the rule book. Looking online. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot to it, but there's there's with what to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, is it a real giant rule book with like tons of? No, it's not a real giant rule book. It's only an eight-page rule book. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, so so the rules sound ra- rather straightforward enough. Let's talk about the gameplay now. Sure. So I think I've discussed uh, here and there about how the different gameplay works, but essentially there's a pretty basic loop to the game. There's going to be a set of construction cards that are going to be in a tableau for you to pick on your turn. So once you set up the game, you've got your milestones available. Um, You will pick from one of the options to build. And you're picking a card, and then you're going to either take the associate tile if it's utility tile, or you're going to take your choice of one of the other ones uh, and build that card and put it out on the board. And you have to put it on a current board that you have purchased, Mm -hmm. and it has to be not on a road. And it obviously can't be on top of something else. So you build it wherever you like, and then you take all the actions for it or pay all the costs for it. So for example, a construction card might say you have to lose three population, but you get three extra jobs and then three traffic or something along those lines. Um, And in general, you are mixing up the different types of things. You'll want to have industrial cards to add jobs. You'll want to have green, green buildings to add, uh, to cut down on pollution and to add housing and and you'll want to have excuse me you want to have parks to cut down on pollution and give housing you want to have residence tiles to give housing you want to have commercial ones to get jobs industrial to make power and things like that so you you have to balance which one of those you have and also which one of them are going to be available. Um, at one point in time, you'll choose to end the milestone. So that's essentially ending the round. You'll Mm -hmm. evaluate whether or not your citizens are happy. So you'll look and see at power, water, and garbage utilities and see whether or not those are in the positive or the negative. If they're in the negative, it's going to make things go down. If they're in the positive, it's going to make things go up. You'll then transfer your happiness bar which is what you were determining by that, to the overall happiness skyscraper uh, and continue to go up or continue to go down based on where the happiness is at this point in time. You'll evaluate employment and you'll grab a new milestone and a new new board. So you'll be paying for and flipping over a new board. If you can't pay over it, then you're going to be you're going to be stuck and unable to expand and the city's going to collapse and you're going to fail the game. You'll get a new set of construction cards and continue to do that. If the last milestone of the last board has been flipped over, you'll do that whole thing as well, but now you have to make sure that you've built out in a variety of all the places. So you have tiles in all the different places. If you've done that and you haven't lost the city because you've gone all the way down to the negatives, you've won the game. And at that point in time, theoretically, you'll score your city and see 
how well you've done won the game as in many different types of solo games this is it it comes down to that once you've won you check and see how well you've won because it is possible that your successes are in the red that it's an ambitious city but it's not really that good they make it very clear like if you're below 30 it's in the red if it's above Mm. 30 it's good and then if it's above 60 it's the best so it's a beat your own score type of reference table to see how well it is that you've done over the course of the game in terms of going through that gameplay loop with the exception of the tediousness of having to go pull the different tiles it's a relatively intuitive loop i can understand easily about the different costs all the costs continue to tie into each other there's it doesn't feel like i'm completely hampered by the luck of the card draw even though there's a limit to which ones i have first of all you do have the ability to take a clear action you can exchange them around um but you also it, it it doesn't make you feel completely hampered completely flustered by it you have the ability to build generally what you need or you have the ability to wait till another player and coordinate with another player and say i'll build this you'll come back here and fix it we'll work together on being able to do these things and make everything in the whole city come together and all of that works well all of it feels intuitive all of it works the game could have been much more complicated by having even more utilities Mm. they've only limited it to three but you know there could have also been sewage there could have been cable cable or what what have you and for like businesses and things there's just employment there's pollution there's traffic there's crime you know these things could have been more specifically could have had specific traffic areas or things like that and these are all things that sort of you see on on computer game city sims on computer game city sims it is more complicated you have like some of them really dial down into it i think even cities are the ones that really does dial down into it this one has just enough of all of those aspects to give it some meat and give it some decision without really being overwhelming on the amount of different things you're balancing. But on the other hand, you're only dealing with those different things. So you're trading water for, for pollution or water for crime or this for that and this for that. You're, you're playing with these different things. There's not like combos in the deck and things like that. It's, it's all about itemizing the different types of things that you have to do unlike with say suburbia where you can do the the combo of having all of the airports or all the schools or things like that none of that really comes through there's no schools there's no airports there's no restaurants there's no specific type of residences and things like that so i suppose it gives you enough to give you some meat without being overwhelmed Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. it. Sounds it sounds interesting because it sounds it's it's just thinky enough. They could definitely make it way thinkier, more brain burny, but they could. Yeah, they really could have added in different things. They could have added different cards. Like you could have had cards that say if this one is specifically, but well, I suppose that some of the cards really do have specifics. Like some of them say if you're with this residence or if you're with other yellow cards. But those things happen, and then they go away. There's nothing left over. So it doesn't say, like, if there's an airport before 
or this must be near another airport. Like, you know, they must be near another airport. The max is just going to be that it's close to those specific utilities. Like sometimes it has to be close to the hospital or things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long does it take to play the game if you win? So that really is going to depend on the player count that you're making and how much discussion you're doing on it. I suppose how much quarterbacking. Okay. So let me just say first about how long it plays to play solo if you're playing solo. So this is a completely open cooperative game. Every player is going to have their own hand of cards and it can be played with really a variety of different player counts as long as everyone's dividing up. So it's normally, I will say normally two to four when you're playing solo, the easiest way to do that is just to multi-hand it. But even when you're not playing solo, there's nothing preventing you from being able to say, Hey, you do this and you do this and we'll all we'll all get along. And to a certain degree, you got to coordinate and communicate with everyone because if you're going to be dropping crime, you've got to make sure that someone else is playing something to fix that. And mm-hmm. they they could. They they really have to. You could have done this blind and just everyone play fast, do stuff and stop talking, but you've got to have a lot of talking when there's more people involved in playing the game. There's more talking that has to happen Mm -hmm. as people have ideas and things that you want to do and what else it is that you want to have be part of the design of where the city's going and how to solve minor goals, things like that. There's a lot of talking that has to happen. None of that adds gameplay elements to the game, but it would add time to the game. Yep. If you're playing with three to four people, I suppose you want everyone to be involved and you want everyone to give their piece. If you're playing just solo, there ain't nobody else around the table that you got to care about. Mm-hmm. If you've got an idea, you could just implement it. So with three or four, it can really drag as everyone has to come up with ideas and you have to coordinate and communicate with solo. You don't. So with solo, the game really takes 30 to 45 minutes to run mm, through. Okay. Maybe a little bit longer than that. It doesn't take particularly long to do solo. It'll take longer if you play with bigger cities or more complicated rules, but on basics, that's that's how long it takes. When you play with more people, it can take an hour or two at four-player counts just ah, because okay. of the amount of talking everyone has to do. Yep. Sounds like it'd be fun, though. Honestly, hanging out and talking about all that and doing all that planning and thinky stuff. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. You did say something about that earlier at the beginning about the ideal player count for this game, didn't you? I think the ideal player count for this is solo for me. You're saying it may be fun to talk with other people about it? I don't think so because... Often, they're especially they're wrong. You, you know what? You've you've hit the nail on the head. I hate to say it that way. It feels really hot, haughty to say that. But I've got a plan. I've got an idea. I want to implement it. I'm playing this with my family. I'm playing this with others. Look, I see the idea. Maybe you see another idea too. I see an idea. I want to do this. Someone else says no. I want to do this. Fine maybe your plan will work too. 
my plan also works. Which one of us is going to win? Mm-hmm. You know what? I get to go first. I win. <laughs> you got to listen to what I say. I get the feeling that it, it's what makes the game fun isn't trying to build a city to get a really good score. It's to try and build a city and play with the whole construction process. And therefore, making the city you have in mind is going to be fun. But making somebody else's city is just always going to be less fun. It could be. Yeah. So I mean, in order to be able to get through the city, you have to be able to get enough money to be able to buy the next one and to buy more cards and to be able to, you have to make sure that you're keeping happiness on the positive side. So, I mean, you've got to keep on doing right. all the things. Right. But you, yeah, but it's, it's fun to build your city. Totally. And, and let other people build their own city. Yeah. And Suburbia gives you that more. Other city builder games yep. give that to you more, where everyone is building their own city and competing on it. This is a cooperative game where everyone has to have their own idea. and Everyone wants to build their own version of the city. And I just would prefer to build that myself. I just would prefer not to. <laughs> it, it's, it reminds me of Kingdom Rush, which I know we haven't explored here, but it's another polyomino cooperative game where we're all working together to do things. But I suppose the gameplay loop in that is even smaller than here because it's just all about crushing the bad guys. (laughs) And as long as you're crushing the bad guys, I can fit in somewhere with another crush from my side. Like we can all do this together easier. With this one, we have to make sure that you're doing this and selecting that and swapping this. And like you've got to make a plan if you want to have the most money. And it feels like it really feels like you have to have a lot more coordination. It's not like, oh, hey, I've got a place that I can slot in right there and crush a guy. Cool, go for it. Yeah, you know, it it requires more coordination, just more time, and I just don't want to talk with people about it. This could just be the fact that we are a solo podcast, and all of that is just <laughs> really coming out right now. But I don't want to talk to you people anymore. I just want to play the game. Yeah, and I can see this is the kind of game that it would suffer more from a. Uh from somebody just wanting to be the boss and do everything. Yeah. You know? Yep. I can see that. Oh yeah. Especially if the other people in the game are wrong. Eight and 12. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that may, yeah, that could influence it. <laughs> well, so I won't be getting it for multiplayer game, but it does sound like a fun solo game. It does. I think neat. that it is a fun, puzzly solo game. I don't know that it's, necessarily the best puzzly solo city builder game. I don't think it would rate as the best city builder because it there is a tedium of having all the different tiles and selecting all the right ones you want from the pile and putting the right one on there. And I, 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 that was annoying to hmm. me enough so that I just didn't want to do it again. And in terms of puzzles, I mean, there's it's such a broad sphere for puzzles or even solo polyomino games, I, and mm. I think that's more just because with this one, it throws you starts throwing you at the polyomino aspect or the puzzle on the board aspect. Your choices are just all of them. Yeah, pick, pick from all the tiles or pick from all of these cards. Like you'll have eight cards to pick from. Pick from all the cards. And I'm like, I don't that, know. That is overwhelming. One isn't it? of these, maybe. Like if I'm playing solo of Isle of Cats, um, 
there's like eight. <laughs> there's eight cats that I need to pick from. There's a couple goals in my hand. There's limited choices. The choices over the game will expand. With this one, if I want to build a residential, I, I, I pick this one maybe. Sure, I guess mm-hmm. it works right now. I hope I don't need this specific tile configuration later because I'll really kick myself because I could have picked it now or a different one because who cares? Like all of them. <laughs> yep. And even a game like Suburbia, you only have like five buildings to pick. And each even time less practically because you usually don't have the resources to buy well, all yeah, the really expensive ones and things like that. It, this one perhaps suffers from over options, which for referencing the original video game in the video game you could do anything Mm -hmm. you really can there's no limits on what you can do it's not a board game but i just think that the board game isn't so conducive to it so i'm not going to say it's the best i'm not going to say i'm going to keep it on my shelf but it's good i I definitely don't mind playing it I, i enjoy playing it i just don't think it outweighs some of the other stuff so what is your favorite uh, city building game so far do you think it's on the top of your head suburbia suburbia okay i thought you might say that i mean it is suburbia but i'm bitter about it because you got the wrong version i got the wrong version i'm still <laughs> bitter about it yeah that, that happens to me a lot the lord of the rings has just got reprinted nice new version and I don't need it because it has everything exactly the same. It has a couple more cards that I don't need, like literally a couple. But man, jerks. How, how yeah. dare they do that to me? And why did they do that to me? What do they have against me? I want to know. I mean, I don't feel like they're taking an attack against me. I fully understand <laughs> why they did it. The new version is so much nicer than the old version. Yeah. The new version is so much more expensive than the old version. Ridiculously so. Even if you get the normal version, like there's the deluxe Kickstarter one with right. everything, and they came out size. with a they came out with a regular one, which is still so much more expensive. But it's yep. still really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, and and I don't really mind if they do those upgrades ups, unless they then start expanding it and it's no longer compatible, right? Like if the new the new suburbia, for example, has different artwork, or if it's no longer compatible because of the artwork style. Yeah, it's no longer compatible. Then, and then they expand the new one. Well, that that's annoying. Yeah, they did expand the new one. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> that that I really do dislike. The rest, yeah, I don't mind. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, they they yeah. need to keep advancing and developing new things and whatnot, even if it's I mean, it just new means that I can hope for a newer, better city builder that I would like and will keep on my shelf. Yep. One day. <laughs> so it's not uh, between two cities. It's not this one. So far, it is suburbia. Yeah. I guess that's what we're at. Well, all right, Julius. Thank you. <sighs> thank you very you, much. You have made me sad now, Albert. I'm <laughs> by talking about suburbia. By talking Maybe? about the fact that there isn't the city builder game yet. Oh. What would you, What are you looking for in a city builder? I have no idea. Hmm, okay. I don't know. That's a really tough question. A good game. <laughs> a good game. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I know what I would like to see in a city builder. And I don't know if such a thing exists. It's it's a game where as you develop a city, each city has a different feel and character to it. And it feels like my city feels like a different city from yours. Noticeably. And I could give it a name and it feels like a real place, sort of. 
I have no idea what that really means in terms of a it game. Sounds like you want but that's a legacy what I want. city builder. Maybe that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Where things happen and has a story that develops. Interesting. I don't know. So the perfect city building game just doesn't exist yet for anybody. At least not for me. Not for you, not for me. I wonder if any of uh, our listeners have any recommendations for the best city builder that they like. Maybe we'll uh, take a listen and review one in the future. Sounds good. All right. And with that, I think we will leave you all. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.